Cool. Jeff, you got, got your speaker? Old school it is. Old school it is. Do you have your speaker? Yeah. Do wow. I have my speaker? <laughs> I mean, it's not an unfair question. All right. Well, <laughs> hint That's... to the audience. We're trying new things next week. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog League you run, SCC or NASA, we won't discriminate. As long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of amateur endurance racing, and whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, and we're lucky enough, and Chrissy gives us just the tip. We're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Welcome to a Mount St. Helena's episode of our podcast on this day, 42 years ago. We're recording on Wednesday, May 18th in 1980. Mount St. Helens, uh, a volcanic peak in southwestern Washington, suffered a massive eruption, killing 57 people and devastating a 210 square miles of wilderness. Mount St. Helens volcanic cone was completely blasted away and replaced by a horseshoe-shaped crater. It, is, it produced five smaller explosive eruptions during the summer and fall of 1980, and it remains active today. Two years later, after it exploded the first time, it was became a protected research area. So you want to have a safe but real blast, grab it and eat one of bingo card. Can't even take uh, can't even take credit for the last line on there. It's so cute. Uh, what you working on? Let's talk about mental because I know what the other two are working on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. So mental, you wrote that, right? The Mount St. Yes. Helens thing? Yes. And we decided the only one here who's probably old, not old enough to remember that. Well, yes. She was the only one that wasn't born then. I don't really remember it. I was oh, one. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I Shit. actually remember seeing it on the news. I, I, I do. So. I remember people buying little vials of ash. Oh, cool. I remember anyway. hearing about hot rodders in Montana because they would all just take their air cleaners off and then they were sucking in volcanic ash and ultimately lining their cylinders with what would turn out to be glass and ruining their engines. That seems mm. like a terrible idea. <laughs> it, it anyway, is. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, Chrissy. Ask, ask Methel again. Mitchell, <laughs> what you working on? <laughs> So, uh, so we spoke last week, I'm getting on my fitness and I have like ruptured a tendon. Uh, I have not been able to walk for the last couple of days properly. Oh, no. The opening conversation with everyone is why are you limping? Uh, and, uh, today, even a couple of times it actually got like the pain was so acute. It was starting to make me nauseous. So I'm going to wow. have to find out new fitness stuff. I've got like ice packs. I'm, I'm wearing an ankle brace on there, but it's right there at the base of my heel. Um, the tendon is swollen and uh, it, it feels like it's trying to just pull out there. Chris is pointing at himself because that is a, a, a similar injury. And Chrissy, you had something on that. I was going to say uh, a place that you should work out and probably your pool. That might be a good, good. Thing. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Last year I bought like a, a, an elastic belt that hooks to like giant um, surgical tubing so I can swim in place. Yeah. So, yeah, I should try and do that. Yep. And after and it gets back. a little bit better, cycling is a nice lower impact exercise on that, yeah. uh, on that Achilles. Which, the old yeah. ladies at the pool where I go swimming have these foam barbells that they submerge. 
Okay. I'm, 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 I'm 51, Jeff. I'm not 70. I'm not, I'm not doing water aerobics. I know they look like they have a lot of fun. They really do. I, when we were in Florida, I watched them every day and said, Oh, I was going to go down and join them. Fun, But also nobody's going to see you. So why does it, why do you care? Cause it's, it's at it, my age, it's not an effective workout. I could do like regular, I can lift weights. I've got a body weight you just machine. Need bigger styrofoam <laughs> barbells, <laughs> like a novelty, strong man, styrofoam barbells, <laughs> giant, giant foam balls. It gets nerf balls. It gets soaking wet and say a hundred pounds on them. All right. Yeah, that, just that just get, get one of those yoga balls, <laughs> push it to the bottom of your pool. Great. Work. I mean, videotape this when you do because (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh boy uh but speaking of pool so uh i had to drain the hot tub uh in order to drain it while it was there if you guys remember it was up on that small wooden platform Mm -hmm. which vicky hates and the wood was getting a little questionable to begin with so you know what while it's empty i'm gonna pull it off there and then dispose of the wooden platform and just have it resting on the concrete and lo and behold uh, I found while moving my hot tub, an entirely new hot tub. What? So yo dog, yo dog. I heard you like hot tubs. So we put a hot tub under your hot tub. So this is the, the, it, oh, instead of being ow. concrete all the way across, it's someone filled this full of gravel. And if you can just to get a frame of reference, the tile right there in this last picture is the same original tile that was on our pool that we had replaced. So oh. I'm going to dig this gravel out and see what it's going to take to get this thing working again. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to uh, fill it back up full of gravel <laughs> and put a hot tub over it. Well, I mean, I have, I think feeling. you found your workout. <laughs> hey, I, I have this feeling that they, yes, you go to Gulag, you, you do shovel gravel out of hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this feeling that they probably filled it in for a reason. But well, so I did, I did research on that. And the thing about these in-ground hot tubs is they're fairly robust because they're basically just pools. And uh, yeah. but a lot There's of probably people, a pipe broken in under the like concrete deep, far away. The or they just didn't like that. You couldn't, you know, you don't have the adjustability. <clears throat> you don't have those cool back jets or anything like that. So yeah. it's, you know, because I need another project. I mean, that's what we said, but I mean, we said you don't. That's, that's okay. That would be top of my list is shovel gravel out of an old hot tub. <laughs> I barely mow my lawn. <laughs> oh, that's because you can only afford to place so many windows on that Corvette and pool covers. One coat. All right. One coat. One coat. I, you run over one pool cover, mowing not your lawn and not your lawnmower. Come on. Oh, All right, boy. Jeff. Uh, well, it yep. was work weekend, and I know that's like the main topic today, so I'm not going to do too much. But I, uh, you know, what I did at my house to get to your house was, you know, I picked, I packed up the Dorito Machino, and I took it to the CNC Mayhem <coughs> factory along with all the parts and things. And I, I don't know how much I actually built on the car, but I cut more metal than uh, Ozzy Osbourne Metallica show in 1986. I was such a gritty disgusting kitty all weekend long with all of my arms are still just destroyed from the amount of sparks that hit it burns burns lots of burns uh i will say that um so i don't know if this is going to be part of the stories but we kind of broke my 
kind of, we, I <laughs> we, broke my trailer. We did not do that. No, that was I rushing. You were a little in a hurry getting packed out. I was out. in a hurry getting packed out because I, I thought my wife was very mad, which it turns out she was like, no, you're with your idiot friends. I know you're not coming back on time, no matter what you say. <laughs> um, so yep. I rushed to put the RX-7 in the trailer and the lip caught the flap the flap hinge on my enclosed trailer and busted it all up the flap the hinge the it lip made of quite the a noise seven yeah, it was terrible noise uh so yeah so i went out to fazio i'm glad Steel. you heard us tell you to stop well that's oh, that's stopped. different chrissy that's yeah, when that he drove point. away and the door fell off the trailer because oh, it wasn't was latched this is oh, before that by about 20 minutes. It's separate incident. I was hoping we could like not mention that one. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the one you were talking about. I'm sorry. No, no. go ahead. That Matt, one. I, I would like to submit to the board that uh, the door falling off of your trailer, your new-ish trailer, is in fact a general Wakeman problem. General it should be Wakeman checked. Problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I will fair. say, because this is what you're working on, I went to Fazio Steel and I got myself the six-foot stainless steel four-inch hinge and fixed my trailer so it's all back together. That's it. And I bought a six-foot Staying uh, aluminum hinge, or I think it was aluminum from Amazon. It was like thirty-five dollars, and it's. Like, I paid fourteen dollars for. Yeah, exactly. I don't have Fazio's oh, well, nearby. Wait, and they they had aluminum ones. I seem to remember they were like even cheaper, but they were they were smaller. Oh. Yeah. So, by the way, four inch means they were like two inches hinge, two inches. So it like moved the screws to the part where the like plywood wasn't like all effed up. From the first yep. time that I ripped the hinge out. So. Good. Well, congratulations. You fixed yeah. things that you broke. <laughs> General Wakeman problems with that doubt. <laughs> Pretty much. Totally. Great. What do? are you working on? Sorry, I was coughing. Who? You. Chris. Okay, great. Um, well, aside from the work weekend, I've been working on the Civic. I was able to get the uh, driver's belt and mounts and all those things in. Uh, the battery mounted, all the battery cables run, um, and you actually run properly with P-clips and rivnets. Because how did we build race cars before rivnets? It's like, I want to bolt I this thing here. I'm just going to bolt this thing here. Thank you. It works out great for the low, like low stress things. Um, it makes the car easy to take apart too. When every single thing on the car is a 10 millimeter M6 bolt, practically, it all just comes right apart. Very convenient. Uh, I spent a lot a lot of time trying to get a good alignment on this thing. Mm. Yeah. So Concerning? the back. Yeah. Well, the back was no problem. And this car shows no signs of any crash damage that I can see anywhere. Everything lines up pretty well. Um, uh, for the people who are new, because we have some new listeners recently, what exactly are you talking about? It is the Civic. Give us the deets. It's a 93 Civic hatch with K swap and all kinds of. Yeah. It's, it's all the bits from our old 89, 89 hatch that. Um, could go onto this new one essentially. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's fairly it's stuck otherwise. It's a bubble hatch. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to get the alignment set, the rear was fine. No problem. That goes in. No problem. The, the front though, I've got camber adjusters that are basically a slotted hinge point on the upper control arm on the inside, as opposed same to the kind of like the Civic, yep. right. The, the exact same parts, but with different control arms, because they're different from the different generations. So, um, and that car, I, was able to get all the camber in the world. Like I actually had to dial a lot of it out because we had too much for a while. So 
I was this time I was trying to get like, oh, let's get like two and a half. That'd be nice. So the driver's side with the camber all the way out, like the least amount of camber possible to get it is 2.4, which, so oh, that's, that's very good. The passenger side with the maximum amount of camber I can put into it is 1.8. No. And this includes doing things like uh, swapping the control arms left to right, because that gives you a little more caster to do that. They're very slightly different. But if you do that, Did you know that more caster. Didn't know that. That's How do new. people come up with this stuff? Um, uh, somebody does it on, wrong. by accident <laughs> and they go, <laughs> oh, where, where'd all that caster come from? Or if you just look at it, you can yeah, see. Yeah, it's um, probably it includes grinding the back sides of the control arms at the pivot point, grinding that away so it ha can clear it, go all the way into the car I, and not. I was going to say, there's like towers. there's like a body clearance you have to do back yep. there too, a little yep. bit. Yep. Right? So I did that. Uh, taking the bolts that bolt through the hinge points and putting them in a certain way and actually grinding the heads down so that they don't clearance the, the, the clearance the the, in, the inside in of the wheel there. right yeah. exactly yep so um unbolting the subframe and trying to leverage that over to one side which it didn't really go and there's not really a, a way to do it like in the mazda 3 that we have you can move the subframe quite considerably and and getting it square is a pro like something critical. you actually have to take time yeah. to do and it's critical this car doesn't really have any adjustment. I loosened it. I leverage it to one side. I tighten it up. This is the best I can do. So we're going to see how it is. The, the next step is a, um, a ball joint offset ball joint that'll go in the control arm that will give me what I need, which hmm. is still less expensive than, I mean, the, the other easy solution is everybody makes a slotted upper control arm for EG civics, but I'm trying to keep it to a, a more easily replaceable ball joint. Like I we're, I, I'm trying to keep this, this, this is all stock. That's why I kept it this way. So if I need to replace it, boom, there's another stock one, easy, fast, reliable, no problem. So we'll see. Good idea. Uh, but anyway, for, it's, it's for good enough you, for now. For those of you who have not listened to our, how to make a car race car handle episode, they got to be equal it, or close to it on one side and 1.4 on the other side. 1.8. So it's, 8. yeah, it's, that's not so it's, bad. It's not so bad. We're going to see how it goes. <clears throat> Equal Chrissy. is better. This yeah. is a lot of people have raced with worse. Um, but actually now the, the car is actually done with everything that I can do with it right now. Like the kill switch mount is in tonight. It's all there. Everything's like tire pressures, wheels torqued. It just needs safety gear now, which is those are big roll cage, fire system, cool box and pump and all that stuff. But that's well, it needs to like, I, I'm going to go and get some antique plates for it because a 93 Civic qualifies as an antique car. That's awesome. And then I don't need an inspection and I can drive it around. Uh, will you or will you not take it to Front Street in Philly where the kids race their Civics, yo, and see if you can catch some dollars? I will not. No. Thanks. I'm he probably going to drive it to work. He doesn't have the underglow. He doesn't even know. Uh, we can get him underglow. Oh, you have some underglow. I don't even drive to work. Yeah. Yeah. It needs the I'll drive uh, to work sometimes. Danger to Great. manifold screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. So yeah. here's another question. I'll annoy my coworkers on. when that thing shows up. But... Um if Joey Five O revs at you at the stoplight, will you punch it? No, it's uh... an antique car. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh you can't <laughs> The fender flares. What did your friend, your our friends from CISO called you their big boy fender flares because yeah. they're they're really 
they're quite large. Spelled B O I. That's what she yeah, said. Pretty, oh, yeah, pretty. Goodness. Okay. Anyway, Christy, do you have okay. anything to add? No, I know we have worked more on the main topic. Nope. Right? I helped you with the work weekend. Helped you guys with the work weekend, and then busy work like usual. Well, let's get right to news and notes time. Listeners, there are few things that can divide the host of this show like Ken Block. Love him. (laughs) He's an amazing driver, business marketer, and the Hooniverse. Done after after one video. That was enough. (laughs) It's like, I got things to do, which is nothing. (laughs) So the Hooniverse Racing Division makes some incredible vehicles and for example, no. this one, no. and this is the Huna Pegasaurus. It is a fourteen hundred horsepower twin turbo nine eleven, built to chase the overall win at the two thousand twenty two Pikes Peak Hill Climb. It's a tribute to the seventy one Pink Pig nine oh seven race car, and a nod to the old Mobile Oil Pegasus logos in the early days of the three fifty six, and it highlights Universe's partnership with Mobile One. The livery was designed by a street artist, Trevor Andrew, and design aside, this is a real impressive piece of innovation. BBI Autosport moved the four-liter six-cylinder forward, which makes it mid-engined, and they made it all-wheel drive. They have got more arrow and wings than an IMSA <laughs> prototype, but this is the really cool part. It's got dynamic suspension that adjust based on GPS telemetry from last year's run in the Hunicorn. Now, Block's running in the open class, and while you know the Hunicorn Climb video, you may not know that Ken Block has challenged at Pikes Peak before. In 2005, he drove a group in rally car in the event. And you can certainly bet that Ken Block is going to document this 100th running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. It's going to be next month, June 26th. And uh, if I see videos, we'll probably throw it on our social medias. But we've got a link to the Car and Driver article by Fred Smith, as well as the Auto Week piece by Wesley Wren in our show notes. All of the wangs are bigger, are big enough for me to take a nap on. <laughs> There's the split- a lot of, Backs. yeah. The, the splitter. Wrong is is huge and so is the wing in the back right and it it looks like it has a a rear diffuser as well so Mm -hmm. all of that means i'm just going to go take a nap on that i feel like two people could take a nap on that front diffuser and not really bother each other maybe so but but that's the way pike's peak cars run i mean that is not now that it's paved all the way to the top absolutely yeah Yeah. like well even back in the day the old suzuki escudo i mean it might as well have had a folding (laughs) table as a splitter that's pretty much what it was all right well maybe i'm not as familiar so it's still big arrow oh it's all the wang it's all arrow yep cool all right we did, we know a thing or two about French cars. Oh, uh-huh. they're all right. Don't let Jeff say Citroen. Citroen. So when, don't don't, say, say Citroen. don't get mental to uh-huh. say Citroen. Yeah. So when Renault agreed to sell all their interest in Lada, how can you go wrong? Our interest was peaked. Uh, Matthew Guy, the truth about cars, tells us that the French automaker is selling all of their Russian stakes to Moscow. The price, one ruble, comrades. Our current exchange rates, cent and a half. Not a joke. Moscow Times said the facility would soon restart production of the Moscovich brand because that's where you start and no one's ever heard of them, right? <laughs> yep. That's because they've been defunct since 2001, producing legacy vehicles based on old Simca designs because that's going to be great. <laughs> there that's is nothing but idea. success right there. <laughs> yep. 
which is Simca oh, designs are typically French Chryslers from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Really, no, nothing has ever screamed success like some Russians building legacy French Chrysler designs on worn out tooling. In, this is going to be great. Great success. Yeah. yeah. So under Renault, the plant did produce models like the Logan Duster, Sandero, uh, all-time favorites of Top Gear's James May. Um, the Re- Renault's exit is expected him to cost them a $2.2 billion write-off because everyone's that sick of Russia. You, you know, like, they didn't have a choice. It's not like they could stay there. It's not like they could try and profit off of it. Like anyone else is going to buy it? Yeah, nobody's yeah. going to buy it. Anyway. Nope. So, uh, hey, last week, y'all remember, I was pretty excited over the new VW-built Electric Scout. Uh, this week, the Auto Journalist's World Reaction has, uh, I read I read about actually five or six pieces. I was going to link a piece before, but I like these two also. Uh, the first comes from Adam Wilcox at Haggerty. He theorizes that this will put existing International Scout-built SUVs and pickups into the stratosphere. He cites the new Bronco raising prices of the original about 45%. And Bronco prices were already like huge. So whatever. He cites the new Bronco, uh, oh, the all electric, sorry. He also says the all electric Hummer made early versions of the H1 in museum condition selling for over $200,000. Could you imagine anyone buying an H1 for two hundred thousand dollars, money whatever. laundering, money laundering exactly. Sure. Uh, this is just NFTs with wheels, people. Anyway, uh, the Scout he cites that the Scout has a slight tendency to rust. No, <laughs> I'm trying not no, it to doesn't. curse Sherlock. All right. No, it does not have a slight tendency to rust. It, it has, has a, a tr- hell of terrific a t- tendency to rust. Exactly. <laughs> it came from rust in the factory. Uh, owner neglect. I can also completely admit to owner neglect. Uh, impossible <laughs> to source parts, yes, and much lower production numbers. That saying that this is going to make Scouts be even more expensive. Uh, y'all know that every single Scout was a custom order, right? They didn't build them and then send them to dealerships. You went to the dealership and you checked the boxes. And they the the VIN number has no connection to whatever's on the car. You actually have to order from some guy in Michigan to like go to the microfile room and send you what parts were originally on your scalp. Hmm. And it's a piece of good. paper. That's good. Yeah. Good. So anyway, second journalist <clears throat> takes a much more negative, comes from Zach Brown Bauman at Jalopnik. He quotes the title. I fear the Volkswagen Scout will be a cowardly joke. <laughs> the electric Scout will be a cynical branding exercise, oh. and we all deserve it. It's worth wow. nothing. It's worth noting that Zach is a third generation Scout enthusiast, asked his wife to marry him on the tailgate of a Scout Terra. That's the little pickup. Uh, he is not a VW fan. Quote Finally, someone will marry the legendary reliability of the company that brought us. Never buy a German car out of warranty with the American nameplate that made rust a factory feature. Wow. He's not wrong. Wow. <laughs> Both pieces are worth the read. They'll be in the show notes. Check oh, it out. That's Thank pretty you. amazing. 
All right. Back in the day, your driver's test included a question on how, on which way to turn your front wheels when parked on the street on a hill. The reason was a small, but not imagined possibility that your car would simply roll away if a parking brake was brake parking brake failed or the transmission slipped new vehicles, particularly electric ones have solved this dilemma or have they? Andy Kalmowitz at Jalopnik tells us the National Traffic Highway Administration's latest recall, the Hyundai Iconic 5 and Kia EV6, two of the hottest EVs from the Korean partners. Finally, it's not uh, it's not an electric vehicle catching fire. It is a software glitch, unironically called the vehicle rollaway from software error recall. Uh, from the notice, the shift by wire system is a, a subject in this in the subject vehicles contains a shifter control unit scu uh the electric electronic parking prowl actuator a volt voltage fluctuation may occur with the vehicle off in the parking in the in the park position which could impact the command signal from the scu to the parking actuator resulting in a momentary disengagement of the parking prowl and vehicle potential vehicle rollaway it impacts all 9,000 Kia EV6s and 10,000 Iconic 5s. While the issue is the same, Hyundai recommends owners use the electronic parking brake when parking. The Kia recommends drivers park at their EV6s on flat surfaces. Oh, good. <laughs> good. That's that's a fine. All those people in San Francisco who bought so, these. No problem at all there. Yeah, the replacement <laughs> of the module is free and will be done with the dealership. Uh, I'll just mention that uh, we looked at the Ionic 5, and it is a fantastic vehicle, and on the short list for my wife's daily driver. Mm, get it, get, you know, get on that list, because their list is not short at all. No, their list not at all. They are really, almost really as long, long as Tesla's. So. Hey, out of nowhere, can I throw in some listener feedback in a totally wrong section of the, of the, of the show? Yes. It, it, it seems on YouTube, the doodly-doo, a guy named Justin races weekends which is just as grammatically correct as everyone racers reached out in our to our still beating hearts and gave our official partner a shout out he said he liked our new intro music which you can see on the youtube on some of our shorter videos and he wanted to know how many of us were going to thunderhill because he bought a boring bmw off of racing junk his exact quote I bought a boring BMW off of racing junk. And isn't that exciting? It's like he called our catchphrase. He used our, it's amazing. Justin, we love you. Uh, this is the perfect. No, none of us are going to be at Thunder Hill. Though, be Thunder but Hill. Say hi to Corey. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Hi. Oh, sorry. Mental. Duh. <laughs> so, Mental, are you going to Thunder Hill? That's the question. Yes, I am. Uh, I'll be judging Thunder Hill. So. Oh, very good. Well, uh, Justin races weekends however many of you are check out mental in the in the robes uh yes. so anyway this is the perfect segue because we're going to be talking about what we bought off of racing junk and we're going to be talking about thunderhill sooner or later um yeah so don't forget you can view all the ads on racing junk and find your own boring bmw or post basic ads for free racingjunk.com subscribe to the newsletter and tell them you heard about us on the e1r podcast See, it's not just us. It's a great website. Yeah. Cool. Upcoming races. Lucky Dog at Atlanta Motorsports Park for their Southern Cup Series. There are 43 cars, only six BMWs. That's a nice ratio. Good. <clears throat> 14 Miatas. That's might 
need to become the new boring, but still not there yet. Three Hondas, one Porsche and a Fiero. Excellent. Um, grumpy, <laughs> but Hong nor super is there and buzz Vikings Lexus. So good luck to all of those folks. Reset results. So I was giving some that was pretty good, actually. That was, good. That was close. Uh, yeah. Chip Carr raced at Hallett. Saturday, Kruger. <clears throat> I wonder if he's named after the guy from... Uh, from oh, no, so it's Kruger tuned. I did not oh, capitalize the T. No, no. You, oh, there it is. Okay. There. Kruger right. tuned. Bad. That's actually a pretty good name. One in a Boxster. 90 seconds over CU Boulder Racing. That's obviously Colorado University. Boulder Racing uh, team. The Colorado Boulder Racing team. Third was PTS in a 96 BMW 318Ti. So that gets like a half boring, right? Depends on if it's still an 18. That's true. Because it might be a 318 body, but who's got mm -hmm. that motor still? Uh, Sunday, Basil Weenie beat Kruger Boxster by a mere 21.9 seconds. Third place was the Samo Tutti Pilati Miata. I hope I'm saying that right. A Probably stunning not. 16 laps back. Wow. That was a gap. 21.9 seconds and then 16 laps. Go Kruger and Basil Weenie. On Saturday, uh, Battle Scarred was 19th. And on Sunday, they finished 7th. So That's thanks better. to those guys. Yeah. Cool. Listener feedback. <clears throat> Our buddy Tyler Stank's new excursion generated some comments on both the gram and Facebook. Brett W said, welcome to the V10 club. Also welcome to the sub 10 miles per gallon club. <laughs> Understood. Yep. We, we're we're yes. pretty much there. Yep. Yeah. I was doing the math on how much uh, premix oil we need. And I was like, divide into five, divide into five. Cause we have five gallon cans. I was like, shit, I better buy a case of this stuff. I, yeah. That's why I gave you the gallon and a half of, of mercury quicksilver. I know, but are we going to use that? Or are we going to use the good yeah. stuff? I don't know. Okay. No, this stuff apparently works just as well. And we've got it. It's free. It was in yep. my shed for 10 years at the Cape. So go. it's got to be totally legit. We'll just use a little more. <laughs> so when I picked it up, uh, obviously it's a used car lot and you know, uh, you, you're not going to argue with the dealership and you know, eh, I want a full tank of gas. So I had a 16th of a tank. As I exited the parking oh. lot, the gas light came on in this thing. Oh, of course. So I of go course. on base where gas is cheaper and my card cuts off at $80. Yeah. I reinsert it. It yeah. cuts off again and it is not full. Well, and then you're like, this Eat isn't even beast. my truck. Like, how much am I really going to fill it up for Tyler? Well, it's going to be here for a few Save months. Save your receipts. And, and also, uh, <laughs> just the heat uh, with everything down here, you don't want to leave a half tank or less because basically if it, the vehicle is going to be sitting, that's just, you're asking for death to a fuel pump. Yeah, all right. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, uh, I cut you off there for not, your point, Jeff. That's fine. Uh, David E. pointed out 10 cylinder means two extra opportunities for spark plug extraction surgery. Oh. Hope he got the later heads and that sucker. And we also on the Instas and uh, Facebook, we had a big discussion center around the new 3 p.m. Uh, race ride. Jack B. said, judging by the <clears throat> affordable look of that cage, I'm guessing this is not the 10 man 392 car, which he is referring actually to oh. Towley. Oh, I didn't get that. I, I didn't, didn't know who it he either. was referring to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no, say our cage no, isn't not. bad, not but it's not Towley cage. Yeah. It's also not Towley. Well, if they, 
If it were a good cage, it wouldn't have gaps on the top of the main. Hoop. We'll get there. We'll get there. We fixed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Tim B said, I can't hear the engine over the sound of the chainsaw in the background. Correct. <laughs> yes. Totally. Uh, DC Doug added, you know, that their neighbors, they love you. <laughs> Actually, he did. They, they do. They, they do. Did. Yeah. After I rammed it into the back of the trailer, he came out and said, hi. Yeah. Uh, th this just in, I had asked on the YouTubes for Justin to tell us what he got off of racingjunk.com. And he, Ooh, he has written back. It is, an e oh, it is an E34. It used to be painted with fireball logos all over it. Uh, and then he asked if Metal will be judging inspect at Thunderhill. So yeah. An E34. So an E34. Not, not one boring. of the most. No, not that boring. Those are oh, nice. No. Good job, I, Justin. I, would, I still would love to have one as a DD just to find a good old school. Yeah. 535 manual. Shark yeah. nose. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's an E23. So I'm, but... I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 34. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even, don't want, don't even want the big engine. Don't want an M just a nice one. Yeah. Cool. All cool. right. Sim racing report. <clears throat> we went to wild West motorsports park in rally cars and trucks and it's fun. I, well, for the few minutes I was there until my Oculus died and wouldn't start again. <laughs> and cause who knew that the computer is not enough to power the Oculus on its own. Like it, it I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I, you did Mad. better than I did. I paid to download two cars in the track and then failed to load all night long and my computer borked. So oh, I didn't even get yeah. to race for five minutes. You're in the same, same boat. Cool. Hmm. Well, anyway, Dave won that in a pro four Santiago close behind in a beetle. So that's great. They were evenly matched. It was good to see uh, Santiago again. I talked to him absolutely. on the, on the um, discord for a little while. Cool. Uh, second race was a figure eight, so everyone won or lost, depending on your yeah. No, everyone wins in a figure eight. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Virtual environment. Lemons actually also had a race, but I had a friend who was celebrating his fiftieth birthday, and I'm not entirely sure I was conscious the whole weekend. So, hmm. mental mm -hmm. guess who we got to say hi to in real life? This <laughs> oh, weekend. that's true. Right over. She brought over desserts for the what boys. What were they? They were wonderful. I have no idea what they were named. I think they were They're like almond cookie bars. bars. Yeah, almond bars. Okay. Oh, they might have been Biscoff. Do they taste like Biscoff? They're probably more more Biscoff than almond. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. I don't know Biscoff. what Biscoff is, but they were young. It's, it's cookie. cookie spread. It's like oh. Nutella without the nuts. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. They were yeah. really yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they kind of tasted like the cookie part of chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. and they were uh, some of them were al dente. That is a, mm -hmm. a stunning ability to constantly be making new baked goods. And all of them are always Have awesome. you seen the internet? It's really big. <laughs> yeah. And I know lots of people who have the internet and make, and make terrible <laughs> cookies. <laughs> well, she does. They're like, oh, I got this recipe on the internet. No. Whose internet? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we got anyway, to say hi to Chrissy's mom, all... and now we'll say it virtually hi, Chrissy. And they're all caught up on podcasts because they were traveling. So okay. listen, listen to all our shows. Hey, topic time. That was like kind of unenthusiastic. I I'm trying not to yell too loud. My family's upstairs. Yeah, show them up, Chrissy. Really? Main topic! <laughs> I only live. See, but you go so loud, it cut the mic cuts off. Oh, did it? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the power. Hey, guess what? 
This is the name of this show is Meet the 3 p.m. Dorito Mobilo, which I think might be its new name. Can we use yeah. that as a name? Yeah, it's kind no, of. No, I literally, I literally Dorito called Mobilo. it the Z. Dorito Mobilo. I, the Z. That's what I, I called it. The Z. So Chris is like, right? And Chris is like, it's not a Z. And I was like, I know. Like, what about what about just calling <laughs> it black? What about calling it back black brap? Oh, it'll yeah, find it's it too close like it's just too close it, yeah it'll it'll we'll sort itself out all right it'll it's like it when out. you have when you get a new pet it's it'll tell you it's it'll name. you, you it's just name. need to spend yeah. some time with it well, yeah, we'll get there. it can't uh, be the mazda too like it has to be <laughs> yeah we already <laughs> have one of those it's like having <laughs> a chris like, on this yeah. show mazda 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 point of the cresida not a mazda all right for those who don't know, it is a second-generation Mazda RX-7. Now, an RX-7, like the RX-3s, the RX-4s, even some of their pickup trucks in the 70s, do not use a traditional four-stroke piston engine. These are powered by a rotary engine. And if you know what a rotary is, we're sorry to bother you with this one. But it is invented by Felix Wankel. Yes, that's his real name. He was a German engineer, so you get to even kind of say it was a German accent. Mm, I am Felix Wankel. It is a type of internal combustion engine that uses an eccentric rotary designed to convert pressure into rotating motion. Now, the triangle inside an, basically an oblong egg-shaped chamber goes around, hence the phrase magical spinny triangle or Doritos, if you were. So we do have a picture for those on the interwebs. Oh, just about to so that's, what, that's, the, that's the magical Dorito. And... <laughs> If Go. you don't know how this works, there's a lot of GIFs out there that will show like the spin and the compression and the combustion and all that. Check Funny that out. you should mention that because before the show started, I made it a point to have one of those brought up and we can share that right Ooh. now. Ooh. Aren't you fancy? Mm -hmm. So there you have it. We don't see it yet. Oh, there it is. Oh, we don't. There you go. What? <laughs> you need to say what's going on. This okay, so we podcasting. are looking at a GIF, and you can you? see the spinny Dorito inside the oblong chamber. And it's a cool the, ranch Dorito, just it, saying. It is. It is. It's kind of turquoisey, And you can see the center little B shape there. That is the crankshaft. And you can see the A shape there. That is the rotor. And you can see at the top, air comes in, gets compressed gets sparked exhausts propose we call the car nacho <laughs> nacho nacho car just nacho because it's quick it's easy it's catchy Frito machino that's that's not nacho. bad that's that a, was a cool... nacho's, nacho's not bad that was a cool uh, graphic thank you yes so the thing about rotaries is they are silky smooth they can rev to the moon. There was uh, stories of the uh, old RX-2s back in the day launching at 12,000 RPMs and not shifting to 24,000 RPMs. They also produce no torque and they use a lot of fuel. Mm -hmm. They are notoriously loud, especially in lemons applications because they generate a lot of heat and those tend to eat the mufflers. And most RX-7 enthusiasts have a predisposition to just getting rid of the mufflers whatsoever. At Sonoma, we had to institute a ban on running rotaries in the penalty box. Well, they're, they're also the way to hop them up, you know, street porting and bridge porting makes them just incredibly loud. And we hot. Have this, and yeah. hot. Yeah. yeah. This car anyway, does not have any of those things as far as things. we know. 
We don't know. Uh, I should mention that we bought this SCCA racer off of racingjunk.com. And this weekend, we were all got together at Chris and Chrissy's house, and we were going to get everything done that we need to get done as a group and basically leave Jeff with a list that he could handle, which, as you can see by my deft use of my own trailer, <laughs> getting as much done as possible on the weekend was obviously a focus. Now, so, what yeah, do you think? Were we successful in that regard? I, I think so. I think the list is very, very attainable in the couple of weekends we have left. Excellent. Uh, but we focus mostly on the like the safety stuff, I think, right? Yeah, and this this episode could also be called "How to Unf the Race Car You Just Bought." Because that's a great way to put it. Pretty much always going to be that way. There's always going to be stuff you have to unf. And so now, how do you do it? Yeah. yeah. So like, should we let's go through the list? Maybe things that we found upon inspection that needed said action. Sure. Like. What was the butcher? Was the, what was the butcher bill? We were coming at this one. Uh, I mean, we started I with start... the Kate. Should, should we do yeah. the whole list and then we'll go back and talk to him or talk about each one? Let's just kind of lay lay the out the, the lay of the land. Like, what okay. are we coming into this weekend having we to deal knew with? Walking in, that the cage had some design flaws. Uh, we had also felt around and we found some unfinished welds. Uh, the fuel lines, for some reason, were rooted through the cabin, which is allowed in SCCA, but not in Lemon. So we knew we had to move those. Uh, it had a hella floppy Kirky seat that we knew not only had no adjustment on it, and we have humans of different size who share a, share a race car, so we, that doesn't work. Uh, and probably wouldn't pass tech anyway, right? I mean, I mean the headrest it, it has one of those Kirkies that only has one oval slot for the belts, and you can grab the headrest and just kind of move it around. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really so give I, any I actual impact walked, protection. Yeah, I think we walked in knowing we needed to do all that. And then knowing that we had to just assess it. So we have to check every nut and bolt. We have to flush the, we say it all the time, everybody, never bring a car to the track that you have not immediately flushed all of the brake fluid. But we didn't even know like how much brakes it had in it or whether it was aligned or any of those things. So uh, we had already removed the fire system because it had a Halon fire system that was way out of date. Um, and then, uh, I think that's about it that we knew going in. Yeah. Metal, go ahead. Oh, we can't hear you. You're very quiet, Mental. Like, sorry, I was uh, so. Uh, and if I'm off base on this one, and you didn't buy this from some sketchy guy that had a court date and you needed the cash, this person not, not had camping. So this is this is not someone who is misleading you. This is just rules evolve and different series have different rules and then you know people when they have to quit racing they don't accept it for a couple of years the car sits for a while before they they get rid of it so you're buying a good well-prepared race car with a stack of trophies and wins and everything jeff just said you still need to do yeah this car had a long-standing scca logbook like mm -hmm. long time well, I also and, have, if I can, oh, well, okay. go ahead. I, 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 have, I can share real quick the um, to-do list to jog your memory in case there was anything because I took a picture and then I posted something that everybody turned appropriate say, onto no, the no internet. I read my writing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well done, yeah. Chrissy. All right. Is that? I presume that was the start. Hopefully, not the end. That was the start. That was the start. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah things get things got removed things got added there was a then an after list too so, so i, I think right. the two major heavy welding projects were, were fixing the cage and building the seat with the adjusters and everything yeah so that's well, probably the best about, place to start let's go to the cage first so uh down down bars you started uh, the cage yeah what what exactly was wrong with yeah, this that's cage what I was gonna get that... to. so we knew automatically a the two things that we knew were wrong with the cage where the down bars were in the wrong position so this is the back stays everybody knows main hoop goes over the driver's head and it has two bars that go back to the back of the car uh they were mounted on a transverse piece of tube so they didn't have their own footing which They're is on the strut brace basically on the strut brace yes which is not legal by lemon standards and they weren't did they hit behind the wheel wells they were in like the middle of the wheel no, wells they were so. yeah the distance was fine but they were on the strut brace which why anyone would put a load-bearing member on a different member that is welded only in sheer. Like, I don't see why anyone thinks that's a good idea. Yeah, it's, so, it's not a great design. So uh, we moved them happens all to the time. Uh, independent feet. So we had to cut off the bars. It also had a petty bar. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's from like the middle of the main hoop. So like b above in the center of the car to like the but like floor. next to the driver's shoulder is where this one was. Yeah, it wasn't even on the shoulder. top. Like it wasn't up here by the head. It was by the shoulder, like off the harness bar, diagonal bar component. That's was where it? the petty I thought bar it was off the head yeah. bar. Nope. Go look at the, right. the pointy not... bit. It's still yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It was off the harness you bar. Cut, you cut it off. Yeah, yeah. And then I cut myself all weekend on it later. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it came off the harness bar and went to the footwell, the passenger seat, which is unacceptable because we have things to put in the passenger seat, including hopefully someday a passenger. So that got Maybe. cut out. Uh, basically, I climbed in the hatchback with the cutoff wheel, the death wheel, and, and showered in sparks for like <laughs> for like an hour. Hours, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, it two. Really I think bad. I think it yeah. took two. This is when I was doing stuff on the Civic because no one else could be in the Z with sorry the RX with Jeff <laughs> See, because the, it, the the whole car was full of sparks because <laughs> Jeff is just cutting everything. So the, like uh, now this uh, mounting the battery in the Civic and running the cables, kind of waiting for Jeff to be done with that. Yeah, yeah. So we rebuilt the down. Great bars. pictures of that too of Jeff cutting things sitting in the back seat of the like, RX with the non-existent back seat hiding, hiding under a pizza box. <laughs> giving himself a spark shower for a long time yeah <laughs> um yeah i i do we want to say anything else about that i mean we remade two backstays we got rid of the petty bar we were able to use a bunch of the back the bars when we needed to add them back we used at least one of the bars and still had leftovers so we, we still the, have the petty bar yeah, so the, the roll roll cage we took out we were able to reuse which is great uh, and then yep. we also know that we had a non 360 degree weld at the top of the main hoop to down bar, front down bar, right, Chris? Head. Front down bar is what it was? Uh, yeah, right above the driver's head. Um, so we had to cut a hole in the roof and correct that welding. Go ahead, Mental. And that's something you actually see a lot uh, coming from other series where they don't have a Dale or a Pagel is if they can't see it, they don't weld at 360. And they'll, we've had this argument in the tech inspections. Well, I've been running it that way with years with such and such. 
then you are welcome to go back and rejoin them. But it needs, so if you don't see a plinth box or where they've cut the flaps open on the roof of the car, if you're buying a race car, that's should immediately call your attention to that. Just stick your finger up there and see what you feel. Yeah. I mean, that's really yeah. key. It's really, it's a good motto for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find, cause I think we had that picture, right? Of what? The, the whole, the non 360 yep. yeah. world. Should be in there. I'm uh, looking for it. Okay. Bad yeah. pod. Well, at the very least, I'm going to share a going. picture of Jeff giving himself a spark shower because it's too spark good. Shower. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> just, just, just wearing a pizza box yep, and sitting uh, in the back seat. Yep. And luckily put himself outside. So not luckily, intelligently, yep. you guys kicked him outside. So you don't have to deal with 37 oh, yeah. shards. Every time you walk into the uh, garage, we did barefoot. that anyway, but we do was, not we do not walk in our garage barefoot ever no. ever yeah. ever it is dangerous I, nope. I, st- I still do it about twice a year i gotta pull a decent nope. sized chunk of Mm-mm. metal or yeah, wire out of my foot you're dumb yeah don't, don't just do a that. redneck and i just don't like shoes <laughs> i have carpet I, I, in my garage because it I never like, gets cars so uh yeah so that that was the cage i think that was pretty basic i mean it was we we pulled the oh we we put in a a what do we call that thing What's the header bar yeah, thing? That was the last thing we did. A bar that goes between the main hoop and the forward header bar with some bends in it to try to get a little more head clearance. Because mm-hmm. once we got the passenger seat in, as low as it could possibly be, not passenger seat, driver's seat, driver's in the seat, new one, yeah. as low as it could possibly be, we realized some of our taller members needed a little more clearance. So by putting the bar in the middle, if you then were to drape an imaginary sheet over the cage, that gets you a considerable amount more room having that extra bar there. So fortunately we taller drivers. Yeah. Fortunately we were able to find two bars in the garage already bent. And the first one we were, what was almost perfect. Got cut too short because how many times went, did, did you, that we all said, this is going to be too short. This is going to get cut too short. And it's then like we prepped up on it long. and then it was way too short <clears throat> because every time we do these kind of bars with a double bends like that from the inside, they, ne- they're always too short. Anyway, found another one did that one that one worked fine yeah so. uh why don't since you brought it up why don't oh sorry Beth, you got a question i'll say with regards to this cage because all of you all three of you have built i think we we, we counted on an ep, on a show years ago i want to say you've built eight cages from it's scratch like thousand. 12 okay and then yeah. you've you've fixed easily that many so in the realm of fixing cages scale of you know zero to ten how bad was this one Oh, this wasn't bad. It's bad. No. And it's an okay cage. It doesn't have the level of detail that like of fitment that I really would have liked. But the wells where they are done are good quality everywhere. Like, you know, the the fitment of all the tubing is very good. The the plates, the spreader plates are all great. Uh, And they're all 360 welded, except for we found like a one one inch gap on one that we filled in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like this is for you go for going from the example of some that just well this has to get cut out no other options to fixable uh i mean this is like better than what's in the cressida for example Mm -hmm. um and by the way these are all safe but better design gets you more room yeah and gets you more things one thing that i love about this cage is what they did for the foot protection so they not only like 
front tubes down, but they have some extended tubes in front of the like the driver and the passenger feet to add protection from the dash bar down. Dash bar yep. forward, I should say. So mm -hmm. And the driver's doors bars go all the way to the door Great. to the, to the door shell. Like there's lots of room in the door. Yeah. Except you yeah. said you were concerned about the foot driver foot well. It's a little small. The foot well's a little tight because by the time you, your knee when you come up, it hits the steering wheel and the seat. And then they, they had some aftermarket pedal covers on the pedals, and I couldn't really get my foot off of the clutch very well. So we took the pedal cover off. And so part of that is because there's some extra bars down there. Yeah. But it's also this cage was easy because we could take the uh, trunk lid off. So we had air open air space rather than trying to stuff yourself in the back there. So that was helpful. Yeah, I didn't have to stuff myself at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it That's definitely wasn't climbing through the monkey, bar, <laughs> monkey bars to do some of those welds. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of nice. You know, when those cars were new, that was a perfectly acceptable travel option when you had more than one person that wanted to go someplace with you. I spent, I spent. Oh, many, ready. many a time riding in the hatch of RX-7s and CRXs and 240Zs and the like. MGBGTs also acceptable oh, for them. Let, uh, nice. C4 Corvettes. Uh, let me tell you this one. The cage design was designed to an SCCA, you know, sprint kind of car. So it was only for one person. And it was only for one person all the time. So not having seat side seat sliders or having that petty bar through the passenger compartment or not doing, you know, doing, you know, a straight ladder in the passenger side are things we never would have done, but totally make sense for what they were building for. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the seat. Why don't you do the seat next? So the seat was a Kirky that was bolted with two bolts to the floor and then two bolts to a back brace. Very weird bolting. <clears throat> yeah. It had a quite a heavy layback to it and no headrest support at all. And plus Kirky's like that style Kirky doesn't usually pass tech because of the head lack of head support and also just we don't want one because they're not comfortable. So, you know, there are Kirkies that are quite comfortable and well-designed and have good things. This was not one of them at it all. It was the single aluminum. It's like a drag race Kirky, seat, practically. Like a drag racer yeah. seat. And exactly. the tiny, uh, very thin padding topper on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that had to come out because we need sliders. We'd like a, we've got an OMP HTER 400 seat that we run in everything that fits all of our drivers. We all think it's comfortable. It's been holding up well. It's FIA rated. It's got halo head protection, but not too big, just a little bit. Cause when it gets too big, then you have harder time. Some of us have a hard time getting out of the car. So it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's the Goldilocks seat that we have found for us. So combined with our usual, um, you know, standard side mount seat brackets and Jeep TJ sliders, and, uh, and then Jeff got a planted seat mount base for this car. That's what we had going into this. Well, the planted seat mount base didn't quite work as it was because the previous builders had cut out the rear seat mounts. Those, those were gone. Um, when they cut it out, I think they used an electric beaver That's to right. cut out Omar's electric beaver, <laughs> right? <laughs> to cut out the ones on, on the tunnel side. And then they just Pop riveted a piece of a a piece of steel over it, but not fitted at all. Just kind of over it. It Let's was just terrible. Close so, it so the muskrats can't get in and out. Yeah. <laughs> so 
so once I found that, I said, all right, well, there's, there's where I got to start. So took, took the, the riveted piece off, cut out a square of the, the beaver eaten part of it, and then had to then make a replacement panel to weld in and seam seal and whatnot, just so that, that, that wasn't exceptionally weak. Um, also the, the, the repair panel that they put over it made it so I couldn't get the seat bracket all the way over to the tunnel to trying to get the, you know, move the seat as far to the inboard as you can to give driver head clearance. So, um, made that welded that all back together and then started working on the seat bracket, took the planted seat bracket, the front one front mounts were okay. Had to bend the tabs down a little bit to change the angle. So that, cause we want this, this to angle down from front to back because that helps with height for shorter drivers and for taller ones. <clears throat> um, and then at the back had to cut the mounts off of that they had because we weren't mounting there anyway. Uh, so anyway, got it so that the back of the seat bracket is touching the floor welded to some big plates that have holes drilled through them and then sandwich another big piece of metal on the other side of the floor on the bottom of that. So it ends up being four bolts at the back of the seat sandwiched into big mounting plates holding the back of the seat to the floor. So I think that's pretty sturdy. And then the front two go into the OEM seat mount holes. So that's not going anywhere. Got the, uh, the sliders bolted to that and then welded on some brackets to hold the sliders to the seat, the side mount seat brackets. So that it's not just a piece of flat stock. It's got some square tubing there at the side too, to, to help keep it from bending in, in a heavy load and uh, get the seat in. So the seat is, is as low as it can possibly be while having a slider in it. So it's maybe an inch off of inch and a half at most off of the floor by the time you've got the slider in the bracket. And uh, as always our design, make sure that it, it lifts as it moves forward. So that way the shorter drivers who will be pulling the seat up also get some height mm -hmm. and the which taller is, drivers get down below the cage. Which is a, causes extra work, but you know, we want the seat bracket to be right. That's, yeah. that's important. To, to it's be actually safe. a great seat bracket. I, I, I fabulous job. You worked on it most of Saturday. If you yeah. Had, so. Well, cause I had to fix the trans tunnel and I had to you know, things like that, that weren't, yeah. weren't right. So, yep. but that's the time to do it. Not yep. later. Uh, so yeah, seat in that I have to remove or mount the, um, the sub belt things. So theirs were too far forward so that they would have been either directly down or slightly forward for some of our drivers. So they had to move those back so that they had the correct angle to them There you go. again with a big old plate under the floor, spread that load. Uh, I'm going to quickly go to the, through the fuel lines. So we know the fuel lines. So this has a cell in it. It had a 22 gallon cell or whatever. Mm. It's in an aluminum box. It's the box is very well built. I think well designed. Um, we tend to not, we, we tend to just weld a box together. They like, it's got Zeus screws and all that other stuff in it. It's really um, nice actually. It's, yeah. 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 Uh, I might've made it out of something a little thicker. I don't know. It seems like, you know, because we like to throw things on top of it, you know, when we're packing. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why have a hatchback if you can't store things in it? Anyway. Empty fuel jugs will still fit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, we, we, the, these AN braided lines went from the quite complicated fuel pump setup. Um, so it had yeah. a low pressure, Someone... a low flow pump into a swirl pot. To then the high flow pump would pump it to the front of the, the front of the motor, in the front of the car where it has the motor. 
Um, and that all went through the, you know, just went right out of the box and down the passenger floor and through the firewall. So we had to redo all of that, which took um, some planning to make sure the fuel lines are under the car and protected and away from the heat. Not everything got too far away from the heat. So there's some heat shielding that I'll still have to do. Uh, but then returned them all the way back to the car. Had to like like figure out how does the system work? Like what's up with the two pumps? Uh, the pumps are probably like almost as loud as the car itself. I think those are like the loudest damn pumps on the, on the planet. Well, they're hard mounted, which doesn't help. There's yeah, no we need to vibration like vibration isolation on those. Yeah, we need to get like some hockey puck mounts or something on there to try and mount it in there. And uh, mental, I know you love this part. So while we were taking things apart, Jim like dropped a fuel screw in like behind the box and like between the taillights and the fuel box. And we're looking, I'm like, I like started pulling some of the fuel box right. I'm like, what in the hell is down there? And I'm like shining flashlights. I'm like, there's like something zip tied to the floor. We found where the spare tire would, where the spare tire right. would be. We found 40 pound lead weight vest. Of course they had a, I did. They had, a, they had a weight minimum for his class. Had a weight minimum for his class. Of course I did lots of squats with it on. And a couple burpees. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple burpees and I got so tired after that. I was like, oh, nope, out, I'm out. You 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 doing a burpee with a weight vest just made me tired. I have to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only uh, did like five. I, I tried to oh, upload them to the to the drive for the show and they're still uploading. Uh, no I mean, one is like as a... fit as Chrissy. So I, I got some really good ones of Chris doing curls. It's like, it's like veins. <laughs> and he had, to, <laughs> he had to put it on me uh, because it was too heavy to yeah. put on myself. So we save the weight vest. So when you come to Jersey Mental, you can put it on and do some. <laughs> as we do to yeah. save all of the things we find out of our race cars. Jeff wants us to be the new black flag penalty on the team. If you get a flag, you have to wear that for the, for the evening. <laughs> That's kind oh, of cool. That is uh, that is more of a motivator than the marital aid, because they do burpees. What having having at various points have to walk around with plate steel on a vest. Yeah, that that wears you. That wears you down. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. one thing I forgot the cage we were talking about we didn't talk about how we fix how do you fix when one of your 360 welds is not done how do you how do you get to that well you get a two inch hole saw you you line it up as best you can figure through the spot in the roof with the least in you know double walled areas and you cut a big hole in the roof and then you <laughs> stick the welder down it wasn't there that big of a hole and with no. one eye you, you weld that thing shut the best you can get to it and then you do it again and then you do it again just to be sure just so that no one ever reaches their finger up there and says no there's no weld up there there's definitely weld up there yeah. uh, and then chrissy made a nice little aluminum square to go over that hole with four rivets. little rivets yeah and then she did <laughs> and then more burpees no, I'm doing well. Wow, these are squats. squats. <laughs> you did do burpees. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. One more deep one. No, then it makes it look like I'm pulling or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was on video. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know I was video you? I did not I'm like, know. Do it again. 
<laughs> it was uh it was difficult yeah oh that's right. anyway uh what, what else, else did we, we do? find uh, uh we we checked fitment of the big wheels because this thing came with 15 by 7 inch wheels with 10 year old r compound hand cooks obviously can't run those what do we have well we've got the v wheels from the z which are exactly the same size and offset that get run on tally so we said well these will work we just got to figure out what how, how much spacer to put in them so a lot of test fitting spacers and stacking those on top of them. Fortunately, the car already has a nice uh, aftermarket bullnose lug studs. So that's good. Yeah, so we ARP figured style. that out. If yep. they're ARPs or not, we don't know, but. Yep. We'll find out when we have to replace them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of meat on the brakes. We think they're Hawk Blues, I think, which means it's going to chew through rotors, but the guy gave us a bunch of rotors. So that's good. Uh, brake fluid flush, which is a darn good thing we did because does anyone remember what year they stopped selling ATE Super Blue? Does anybody Ooh, have any I, clue? I actually do. God, I want to say it was uh, uh, 2000. I want to say nine, but I feel like it was 11. Okay. That's what the car had in it. Had Super Blue. And yes. it was blue as blue, too. It oh, was yeah. very blue. So it was, blue. So it was good blue, just, just yeah, old. Old. And the reason yeah. they did that is that was the trick is you would alternate between the blue and gold. And that way you knew when your system was completely flushed. right. Exactly. And it actually worked. We did it this weekend and halfway through Chris was like, Hey, you know what? That was actually cool. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. I could tell all of a sudden the blue is out, but, but legislators who are all lawyers uh, and damn. know nothing, know nothing about cars decided, but, but Screw it doesn't you, look Washington. like, does it look like brake fluid? Someone might make a mistake. Yeah. I think it's coolant. Or they drink it because washer, they think washer it's Kool-Aid. Washer fluid. Tastes yeah, like blue. Exactly. Tastes like, Tastes blue. like <laughs> blue. We definitely <laughs> had some blue this weekend. It wasn't <laughs> oil. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's fun. why we screwed up everything while I was packing. You gave me a Slurpee with like 80% alcohol. That was at two or 20% brake fluid. I also uh, yeah. didn't. Didn't. Uh, I didn't make it. I just bought it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, got the super blue out and put in put in Motul RBF 600. Um, check the brakes. They look good. Gave it a car once over. I only found two loose bolts, you know, not, not tight bolts. And then the rear suspension, they weren't loose, but they were not tight. And then I paint penned all the rear suspension to make sure we'll see nothing getting loose there. Well, um, I found like four when I was under there doing the other stuff. So oh, good. add that to the list. Cause I found the three that were missing in the <laughs> exhaust. Mm -hmm. And then I found two that were loose in the rear differential suspension area yeah, so by the time i got there you'd already done a lot of them good yeah. that makes sense then um and and the thing is covered in mud because they rally crossed it so we didn't yeah, get a chance to clean it but it's like of dirt like, under it yeah gr grassy dirt like awesome yeah. um then we did uh we found a variety of field expedient repairs mm -hmm. that had been done like someone decided that well okay they needed taillights sometimes so they just ran two wires from a switch panel in the at, the at next to the driver's seat very loosely throughout the car to get to the taillights to do that just you, you, like there's just, just one like p-clip holding a, them together a, a reel of that stuff from pep boys like <laughs> yeah just reel out six feet of this wire it'll be fine yeah so that yeah. that's unfortunate that it was done so poorly um well, we'll it was, it's probably exactly like you said though like they show go hey dude you got any brake lights when did, that lights, yeah. when did that become a requirement? Yeah. It was in the FCRs like a month ago. We're not going to let you race. Ah, crap. Where's my speakers for my truck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we, we did a lot of what does that switch do? How does that several work? do nothing? There's the two on the on the forward panel where the gauges are, like where the radio used to be. One says nitrous. Yeah. There's it, it says neither, neither of them do anything. They, they are the goggles. They are the yep. goggles. There's, there's yeah. two lights in the in, there's only in where the stock gauge cluster was. There's a tack, tack. and there's two lights. And we don't know what they do. They, <laughs> one of them comes on when the ignition comes on. Also, there is no a idea. sticker that says, don't put baby in the box. Yep. Yes. There is a baby. Yep. That's there. Yep. It's a graphical sticker that says that. It doesn't actually have any words. Correct. <clears throat> yep. yep. Uh, Chrissy pulled off the numbers and the, the some of the names and pulled all the things. So getting it ready for the theming. Um, but I think I think what we have left. Well, we did an uh, alignment too. That was oh, almost we did the last alignment. thing. You're we right. had, had it on the stands. So we did the, anyway, so we did the alignment. It was, it was off. It was like three sixteenths an inch towed in, in the rear. And the camber was a degree off left to right in the front. And the front was a quarter inch or a little more than a quarter inch towed out. So the, again, these are maybe fine on sprint racing, but they're going to well, chew up some tires. Don't, if we don't go forget the thrust was terrible. Oh yeah. Thrust angle is way they, off. They had, we think they had aligned it with the steering wheel, not straight. Or, or they, it was one it was one, one position off of the detachable wheel. So one tie rod was entirely bottomed out. So we had to then move it one sixth over and then it worked out much better. Or yes, yeah, something happened when they were rally crossing it. They bent something. Yeah, it, it really was a little too much. Once we put <laughs> it back to one sixth over, it, it lined up much better. So yeah. Yeah. uh I put in the cool box mount. You're mm -hmm. correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which took a, took a little while because the floor is uneven and it's on the little mm -hmm. wood. And, and Chrissy did all of the fish mouthing, including some of the janky ish. Yes. Some cleaning. A, lot of, a lot of metal cutting and mm -hmm. yeah. Prepping. So uh, here's what I think we have left. These are just the totally doable list, but it includes the fire system. Uh, we took one out. We never put one back in. By the way, Chrissy, you want to talk about the Halon fire system? No, you do. <laughs> I Googled so had, it because we, we had a to. really old Halon bottle. And I said, Chrissy, you're a safety professional. It says we can just pop this thing in the front yard. She's like, nope, not nope. doing it. Not nope. doing Halon, it. Halon not has been it. banned uh, in for uh, use in the United States. Yeah, well, um, I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> I guess the United get States rid of doesn't it. include the back of my trailer because it slipped out of a box <laughs> and launched, not launched itself, but uh, after we talked about decided... it. Not, do not clean it with water. And bear in mind, uh, if you haven't already cleaned it, um, that the way Halon works is it molecularly displaces oxygen so oh. that fire has no fuel. I well, walked it's, into it's it. It's on the sidewalk it. outside of my house now after <laughs> okay. I fell out of Jeff's trailer. And it's going to rain tonight. The when the trailer. door. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, walked right. in the trailer, picked it up and threw it under a bush. Uh, <laughs> I said, okay. hay, Chrissy, it's, uh, it's done now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Uh, Good I, I, I know all of this because would you like to guess what illegal substance was the primary firefighting equipment on my aircraft? There you go. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I did do the wheels. We got to put in the radios. We have some wire cleaning, 
painting numbers theming numbers are I mean, hard man do not yeah, underestimate we, we that. got we got all that kind of stuff to do but that is yep. totally paint, doable paint the cage where we yeah, put new stuff we, in well, yeah there's a lot put of the mirror metal. back on put padding on the cage yep. um yeah reassemble you, the f- f- we could put uh, the cool shirt put you, the cool you, shirt you, pump and wiring in yeah, yeah. You got to uh, figure out man. why the Get... wipers don't work. Wipers yeah, don't the wipers work at all. are going to be a big one. That's we're going to figure that out. Get yep. on it. Yeah. yeah. So we got a couple weekends. I'm good. All, right. all yeah. doable. Our, our final alignment specs. I got them here. Uh, rear camber is 2.2 on one side, 2.1 on the other. Front is 2.6 on one side, 2.7 on the other. Front toe one sixteenth out. Rear toe one sixteenth in. I think that's a good baseline to start with on the conservative side, but we'll see how it goes. All right. So as we're wrapping this up, I'm still hearing from all three of you, very upbeat, enjoyable, not just from the fun of, oh, new car, let's play around with it kind of a deal, but it uh, feels like this was a good purchase. Yeah, without a doubt. I think so. I think of, of what is generally available on the market, this is the right mix of good and cheap and janky enough and a good platform and but a good yeah. st- a good start right a yeah good start. A good, good platform because it had enough stuff done that we can race it this year it's not a complete new build mm-hmm. so like it's good suspension helpful. on it it's got the you know good differential it's got the right brakes it's already had it's already had a nice splitter on it had a nice splitter had. on it the splitter's yep. still there it's just not connected as well as it was yep you know, things like that. It's, it's a fine place to start. And it's, it's not like, you know, we're gonna have to find some problems that I'm sure will creep up, but mm-hmm. it's good. And when eventually well, the, the, the spinning triangles decide they're no longer willing to play, we've got a plan B too. So, mm-hmm. and I think it's just janky enough that we're not going to be upset to rip it apart. Like it had lived its life as an, as an SCCA racer and it didn't have it, it, we're not we're not taking a very like when we when they crash Betty or put Betty into a lemons field it was always like oh this car is way nice for this field no one's gonna say that about this one no one's gonna nope. say that about this this is this is a battle scorned vehicle that yeah. you know it's it's going to the right place and when we rip out the minute magic spinning triangles no one is gonna cry it do- doesn't have any hot bridge ported street ported yeah, it's, it's a stock s5 motor from what we understand it's probably why it's still running yep not really yeah okay so anyway what about predictions what what, what do we think it's going to be like chris i think it or will Chrissy, run obviously. on and off for about three quarters of the weekend that's oh. my guess Oh, only the weekend? I, I think we're going to have some teething problems. I think we are yeah. going to find some stuff. Is it yeah. going to be dead at the end of the weekend? No. No, I think there are going to be some things that are going to go wrong. We are going to fix them, and that's mm-hmm. going to go back out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah. I think I, I've owned four RX-7s. Yes. Why, why are we just hearing this now? Yeah. Uh, um. And I, I don't know how they'll do it, but I think one of the challenges is the previous owner didn't have to deal with, with it being a sprint car that we are. And by we, I mean, you uh, will have to deal with is uh, they do generate a lot of heat. And I think it's going to eat its exhaust. It's got a big radiator. It's got a, the stock oil cooler, which is big. And yeah. the exhaust has been upgraded to a three inch. It's a racing beat header. Oh, okay. a three inch that has a well-wrapped racing beat header. 
Yeah. Okay. And it's got a, the, it's got a resonator kind of in the middle and then a, a Borla exhaust at the end. Okay. So not, just, not a just janky the, one. Yeah. The, the exhaust gas temperatures that come out of rotaries will yeah. just, they just start, they, they rapidly Surface deteriorate. The yeah. yeah. Those yeah. things. Which is but, why getting the fuel lines covered that go near it are very important. That's probably one of the reasons they ran it through the cockpit. Oh, this is way safer. Yeah, except where it came actually through the firewall, it got real close to the to the header. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that far away. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's gonna run and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna eat so much damn gas because yes. it's probably pretty light. If we had to pull a weight, a 40 pound weight vest. For them to get to the the minimum, which we know because it's on the side of the car, twenty six eighty. Twenty six eighty. That's with so the driver. If it's a twenty, if it's okay. Was it's, he a big fella, a normal size fella? No, normal size fella. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't know because we the guy we were buying it from wasn't. So the let, guy let's assume he was two hundred pounds max. Yeah. So now we're at twenty four eighty. We pulled forty pounds out of it. So twenty four hundred pounds. That's pretty decent. Probably one hundred and seventy horsepower. So it'll be okay. And that's with the full the. Uh, Fuel cell too, so yeah. You could put the forty back in. Well, we don't know how much they ran in yeah, the in the cell. We are no. obviously going to run all. It's of a it, so. it's a twenty two gallon cell, fortunately. So, yeah. see, okay, but we don't we don't know what kind of pickup it has in it. Like it's yeah, it's got the swirl pot. It's got the the holly blue, you know, old school holly blue low pressure pump. Um, but it, it might just still have the standard, you know, circle track duck foot pickup in the bottom. Then who knows what that's going to do. Nice. We'll see. We'll see. Right. And we, we know there's going to be development, but I think it's going to be fun. Oh, they, they are. They are I, so much fun. I, I think we might have magic spinning triangles longer than we expect. You know, two, three races. Cool. Not two, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two, three laps. Hey, and if you're coming to New Jersey, uh, just randomly popped up in my YouTube while I was doing some of the work the other day was uh, Chrissy and I at Thompson back when I had short hair. And we were fixing a dent in the Civic again for like the ninth time. We had mm -hmm. the port of power out. You would, Chrissy, you had gotten hit while being a passenger while Chris was driving oh, around. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. And yeah. it was just stop hitting the Civic. It was right when you exited don't, the pits, right? Don't no, hit we the were new... going down the street at 100. At a good oh, they clip. Were yes. They someone, were coming yeah, into the, Someone into the... went right into the side Look, of us. I, I, I get it. It's a black car and it's kind of hard to see, it, but it's loud. Don't, don't a... hit Nacho. Just don't hit Nacho. Oh, don't. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't hit the hit Driftos. Nachos. Doritos. Driftos. Don't hit Nacho. Maybe or, Nacho. Or it's more importantly, the Mazda, the, the white one. The white one, yeah. I have to, to I want to recall a part of the weekend that made me laugh so hard I was falling over uh, when Jeff was was moving and backing up this is the brap video you will notice if you if you happen to notice that he's very low <laughs> like his face comes up to like like you know eye level at the at the um, door and he didn't have a chair you know, have a seat. I try to give him a tidy cat uh, plastic container so he could sit on that, but that was too tall. So he couldn't get in the car. Uh, so he decided to sit on the ground. I just told him, this is what you have to deal with. Um, so it made me recall the time uh, in the solstice when we used to have our old solstice one that we had the WAP and the seat is very low. And that's how I felt is that you couldn't see anything. So fortunately he didn't have to see anything because all he was was moving like, himself. Like grandma the, Moses driving thing. Yep. 
<laughs> Fortunately, you don't have to go very far. Just move from one side to the other. But I thought that was very funny. Video on our Instagram. Hear the crap. That's why it looks so small in the car because there's no seat. So, yep. Uh, so much prep. So much. So prep. much. Cool. Cool. All right. What else do we have to say? It was a good Let's, good weekend. Good how bad can weekend. it be? How there bad can it be? Oh, I think well, it's. Uh, don't say that. We haven't we haven't properly introduced the next section in a while. I think it's time for us to do this. Yay! Oh, it's like old times. All right, we're going to talk about a video that was on the internet. On uh, I know I saw it on Facebook, Uh, but there is a a a lovely lady that I follow. We a couple of us follow professional drifter Colette Davis. Shared a terrifying video of her drift Corvette catch fire on track. Uh, And here's what here's some of the things she had to say. And we're going to jump around a little bit. She had a couple of things. She uh, she learned a lot from this situation and hopes that they. they push off it, it pushes off some of you to understand why some things are so important for your build uh, fire is no joke they believe a fuel line came loose uh, from the rail and that may have been leaking for some time uh, she shares really four really good lessons about safety equipment and complacency again here's what colette says so number one i she didn't have a fire suit on and luckily was wearing uh, some omp racing gloves which shaved her hands drifting is a whole drifting as a whole is very relaxed when it comes to safety gear. And oftentimes the debate is heat exhaustion or fire safety. I've learned my lesson here. We'll be adding a cool, a, a cooling system. What she said. Yeah, she's uh, talking about putting in a cool shirt because she needs to start wearing a fire suit. Oh, uh, so there's times when we have not we've been on track, we've been on track and haven't worn what is required. So uh, at some at a recent track day, some folks were eyeballing our pantless mat for uh, his fire suit in, in the, the car um so number two she said i should have turned off the car faster but i was too focused on trying to get the extinguisher ready uh so this is a really good reminder to make sure that you are practicing your emergency procedures can you find your kill switch with your eyes closed engines uh run on gasoline and even a fire you should be able to you should absolutely stop feeding it gasoline uh, number three, she couldn't break the plastic tie on the fire extinguisher, which is delayed in the one, the car delayed, uh, the, from her being able to use the one that was in the car, uh, in this video, it's pretty crazy. She tries to pick up the, uh, fire extinguisher that's actually in the car. She like can't get it front bolted like a handheld one, the handheld in one the in front of the passenger seat, tries very hard, stays in the car way too long, trying to get it undone. And then j- get, jumps out of the car, probably with one hand. Cause she has a fire extinguisher in her hand. And she uh, is still trying to get this out of her, uh, still try to undo it. So crazy. First off, don't do that. Um, making sure that then there's, yeah, somebody comes over and takes the fire extinguisher from her and puts it out on, you know, puts the fire out with that. Um, making sure that, so this is for a note for us. How about, uh, do you know where the flag stations are? Obviously you really should be looking at them all the time. Um, but do you know where the fire extinguishers are? Most, some of our tracks, not most of them have, uh, the fire, like Low the key. red markings on yeah, the, red on or the orange armco. on the armco. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting. I think, at. I think every fire station has at least a small one, but the uh, every flag yeah, station the, the, the orange. Yeah, sorry, the orange marks at the gaps in the wall have 
apparently more, at least at pit race, they were telling us about that. Right. Right. So that's why we knew about it. But, um, but yeah, of course, if something like this happens, stop immediately. Uh, but if you can be closer to a, fi- a flag station, they're actually going to be helping be able to help you. Uh, and lastly, she didn't have a fire suppression system in the car. She's going to install one. Uh, it's not required for the series that she competes in, but she would have, uh, it would have, and it wouldn't have stopped the fire completely, but it absolutely would have helped. Uh, but we, um, it's i think it's mandatory in just about all of our series now and if it's not get one it's absolutely worth it uh, make sure you pull the pin make sure you know where the um the the pole is in uh, near the driver's uh, seat and there should be one that's outside reachable from outside the car i believe correct mm-hmm. correct and i think that's an all an if all done series. correctly yeah yeah and, and so if you have multiple cars try to be consistent about it so no matter which car great. you're in that would be got great. it Yes. So, um, really, uh, make sure that you have that all set up and don't, don't cheap out on it and really think about where you put those, those, um, the nozzles to be able to, to make sure you're actually putting the fire out where the fire might be coming from. So in the front and near your fuel system, you know, making sure that they're all good. Um, but this one pointed uh, at the driver. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I was yeah. saying stop the fire, but also being uh, putting it at you. Uh, fire's bad. Go check out this video. It's Colette Davis. Uh, and she is, I think she really, she's fine. Uh, she got out of the car. She's going to compete again, I'm sure. But unfortunately she just started, uh, I think this is her first or second time out with this car that she just rebuilt. So really unfortunate, uh, to see that car pretty burn, burn up. Not sure what's going to happen with it, but, um, you know, we always want to learn from situations that have fire that have anything that it deals with a car somebody racing and fire happens so uh listen up make it happen fire's bad kids don't burn good idea yeah yeah i'm surprised to see that they're like this is normal for them they're out running in you know an active motorsports event with multiple cars with a lot of contact that happens and you know she's wearing chuck taylor's and and yoga flexi pants. capris and yeah. no fire system and that's that's okay that's okay a helmet with a gopro on it so that's that's how we get to see the video uh up and up close and personal and and learn from her don't try to take your fire extinguisher out of the car to go put your own fire out yeah it's it's surprising that there is that much cage required but not a fire suit you know what i mean it's a it's a maturing form of motorsports and a lot of safety rules are typically reactionary yeah. uh we've yeah. our chosen sport we've been very lucky because as we're coming at this from an amateur they can look ahead and start looking at speeds and lap times and go this is about the time when this professional series started having these issues we're going to institute this piece of mandatory safety equipment so but uh you you and i were talking about the um, donk drag races last year oh yeah you know they're like ah oh, crap we're going really fast. If we're not careful, we're going to die. Yeah. Let's, let's start doing something smart. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bag on drifters. You know, again, it's, it's, they are, they are developing their competition and, uh, and I think most of them want the sport to stay safe. Well, that, that video definitely made me say like, why were we ever with a handheld bottle? (laughs) You know, like, yeah. A handheld fire bottle is not going to do anything to I save could, I, you. I think that's it, only to guarantee that there are that many bottle. fire bottles in the paddock. 
so that even if your car is not on fire, if your people next to you, there's at least guarantees everyone has a bottle that, somewhere. That's true. I could pull over and help somebody else. Sure. But that bottle wasn't going to help me put out my car. I feel like, I mean, yeah. I guess, but it would, I'd rather have one on the side of the road by the time I unplug mine in my car, run over to the other car, figure out how to take my gloves off. Like what? I, what? I'm not going to be able to do that very quickly. I'd rather have the guy out outside already. Mm -hmm. That's why we have fire systems in our I mean, cars. I know, but yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, this is no shot on Colette Davis. Oh, this no. is what, no, what no. we're talking about is the sport of drifting. Is she D1? What is what or um, I, don't the, I think the, she I think she's D1 both. and then Formula Drift is the other to the I, two. I, big. I, I think I think she it's runs D1. and then she, uh, she does grid life as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Drifting. Get get to it. Firebot fire systems are not expensive. And actually, if drifters, if y'all get into are. it, they'll they'll get even they'll get even cheaper. Is the advantage of us having to use them so now you guys can can work that you know. that was a hell of a built car that was many tens of thousands of dollars of building and for thousands and thousands of hours hours protect it with a 400 the fire system yeah. you know yeah. mm -hmm. all right so that horse dead go. moving gone. on gone next show promo what are we doing next week i don't know figure it out yeah do oh yeah it's a podcast it'll, we've done, it'll be we've done this like 250 times how hard can it be yeah not that many times but almost 200 almost whatever four whatever so whatever. yep i will wrap it up this way by saying thank you for downloading us we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of everyone racers we also hope you'll join us in the world of driving racing and building because everyone can be a racer even you if you enjoyed this podcast subscribe it's totally free then go to itunes and give us a five-star rating if you're watching on the youtube Hit us up in the doodly-doo right down there. We'll talk all about what you say. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. You can still text us, 484-243-0455. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at everyone.racers, YouTube, Facebook. We're everywhere. We're even on Reddit slash E1R. Thanks again and until... I, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless it's all shiny because you're some formula drifter, then just keep that fire bottle close. <laughs>